Welcome to Discover the Leader Within, a Reaching Higher podcast. This is Troy Weidman, and filling in for Susie Dahlman today is another dear friend of mine and the director of Reaching Higher for Youth, Steve Livingway. Today's episode, we talk with entrepreneur and CEO of CSM Mechanical, Craig Mortz. Craig, he's an advocate of leadership and a key partner of Reaching Higher. Today's podcast was so valuable for me as the leader of Reaching Higher and as a person as it contains so many leadership principles that I know will also help you on your journey in discovering the leader within you. But before going to our podcast, I would like to thank Reaching Higher mentor James Gray and the Michigan Institute of Athletics for producing and making this podcast possible. Now, let's transition to today's interview with Craig, where we will learn more about leadership principles that he holds tightly, which has spurred his success as both CEO and entrepreneur. Well, I'm here with my uh, with Craig Mortz and the director of Reaching Higher for Youth. Uh, Steve is filling in for Susie today. Um, excited, really welcome, uh, welcome guys in today's podcast. Um, here, want to introduce uh, Craig. Uh, Craig is an advocate of Reaching Higher. You've also been a mentor in Reaching Higher and a successful businessman, and have some nonprofits. Craig, why don't you share a little bit more about yourself and your passion? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for allowing me to be here. I know we got to sit with Steve instead of Susie, <laughs> but uh, we'll take the good with the bad, right? <laughs> um, just starting on a, on a high note, Steve. <laughs> um, a little bit about us. Um, we we are a family-owned um, business um, that I, I started. Um, my children, my son's involved, and um, we've grown that business um, to a, a substantial enterprise. And, and we really feel that giving back um, is an important part of our business. I know we can talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But a little bit of a background is that um, I've always been involved in um, nonprofits. I've started seven nonprofits, two national nonprofits. Um, to the point where I, I've written them and drew them all up. Um, and, uh, yeah, just um, love people. Just yeah. love people. Yeah, I, I love that about you, and I know yeah. that's uh, that's why you're here. Let's unpack that a little bit more because something stuck with me that you shared during COVID. You shared how you actually expanded your business, and this is a leadership podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk about that mindset a little bit, a mindset that I see as, hey, here's an obstacle, but not looking at it as a problem, but as an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. You know, when COVID hit and, and you had everybody telling you what to do and what not to do and close down and close this down yeah. and, and, and there was so much uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were named essential. Um, our company was named essential by seven different customers and, 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 and we found an opportunity to um, not only continue working, but let's go out and find other organizations, other companies that are strategic and, Mm -hmm. and synergistic to our organization. And let's just go get them. Right. Um, so we consolidated our finances and our resources and, and did some of those things with our, with our banks and, and, and our financial advisors. And then we just went and acquired companies and, and, and I, I, it, it was not easy, but it was one of those things where you had mom and pop companies that 
were being told to shut down and they were sending their people home and they didn't know what to do. And there was a lot of uncertainty. And not only did we go by them, but we provided them certainty. We provided their employees a place to, they're like, oh, oh, some, all right, so we're getting bought, but, but we can go back to work, right? So I don't want to say it was easy, but it was one of those things where we weren't going to let somebody tell us what we could and couldn't do. We were going to follow the guidelines of, of what everybody said, and we were going to be safe and do all of those things. But um, we took it as an opportunity to literally, instead of taking our foot off of the gas yeah. and maybe applying the brake like everybody else did, we put our foot to the floor, like yeah. just just went. And, and we, we saw substantial growth during that time frame. That's amazing. And yeah. I think about our session on fear and facing fear and being able to step into that. And that's what comes to mind with that mindset that you had with your business. Yeah. With great risk comes great reward. Right. And so, uh, we can sit and be paralyzed by that fear or we can use it to motivate us. Right. And, and we just, we just saw an opportunity, um, that, that, that we went after. Right. And gosh, we, we grew our, our, our company, we grew our companies, uh, we went from one company to six companies. We mm-hmm. went from 30 employees to 70 employees, literally in two years, right? Like we doubled, right? In, yeah. in, in, a, in a time frame where most people were, yeah. were squeezing down, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and reducing people. Well, well, you know, look at all the people that, that were told to stay home and not come back to work. And we're paying people to stay home. And yeah. we were doing the exact opposite. Right? Yeah, that's fantastic. That's amazing. So one of your employees... Um, I had the opportunity to go to the Heartland graduation and you were there. We were honoring you. I'll let Steve get into that a little bit more, but called you a visionary. And I certainly admired you for your leadership and just uh, getting the opportunity to work together and reaching higher. Share with the audience, what is, what would you say is the most important trait or skill to develop as a leader? Um, it's humbling to me to have one of my employees call me. I mean, it chokes me up just thinking about it to call me a visionary because I truly believe that everybody wakes up every day wanting to succeed. Yeah. Right. I don't think that there's a person out there that wakes up up in the morning and says, boy, what can I screw up today? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you encourage that, right, like everybody wants to succeed. It's just giving them the tools, the vision, um, the resources, right, to say, hey, maybe your world has been consumed with negativity, right? Mm -hmm. You get up, here's a different avenue, right? Here's a different light. Here's a different way. Here's a different mindset, right? And it's just about changing that mindset, right? I, I think all the time about seeing a homeless guy sitting on the corner and I just want to ask him, like, what's your story? How, how, how did you get here? Did someone not give you a chance? What, what's mm-hmm. the deal? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you see that in the giving back and the opportunities that, that we take, that I believe that we take, um, in, in my dad always told me to make sure your servant's towel is bigger than your leadership towel. Mm. Right. And so, um, with that, that's, you know, that's, that's the mindset, right? You look at an org chart, for instance, everybody knows what an organizational chart is, right? Mm -hmm. Who sits at the top? 
Steve, it's not a trick Usually question. Usually the president. <laughs> not a trick question. The Steve. CEO. So you ask everybody in any one of my companies what our org chart looks like. I sit at the bottom. It's inverted. All my employees are at the top, right? And so I sit at the bottom as a servant leader to them. We did the same thing. Troy actually did the same thing with our organization chart, and it's mm-hmm. the same thing, you know, where our students, our instructors, they're, they're at the top. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's amazing. And if you have that mindset, if you truly believe it, it's one thing to draw an org chart and turn it upside down and be like, oh, yeah, this is our org chart. Yeah, because we believe. But if you truly believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody in my organization has titles on their business cards except me. Yeah. There's no title. I don't need a title. You know, I've had the pleasure of uh, teaching this class with quite a few of your employees who come to mentor and you. Yeah. Um, and you have a, you do have a different relationship. I mean, it's been mostly guys, I think, that have mentored. They, I mean, they, like, love you, you know? I mean, it, it's not the typical yeah. boss, mm-hmm. underling type yeah. of, of relationship that I have witnessed. Well, it's interesting because there are three very distinct times in my life um, where I have failed miserably miserably where I had to look at loved ones and tell them I can't feed you. Mm. I can't pay the bills. And it's through that failure that success is born. Right. And each and each and every time, um, my dad used to tell me one of the things he used to tell me is everybody's going to fail, right? Those who fail fastest succeed faster. Wow. Right. The other thing he used to tell me is if you're going to fail, Try and fail on your back so you can look up. And I always thought, like, why Why do I got to, like, I'm figuring, like, I'm going to get knocked down, punched <laughs> out, right? And, and he's like, if you can look up, you can get up. Mm. And it's that philosophy that I just carry forward, right? Like, we're all human beings. We all are, are broken. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to fail. Now, how long you stay there, <laughs> that's your choice. Right. Mm-hmm. So the faster you fail um, is what leads to our successes. Well, speaking of success, I want to ask you, you know, you've been very successful, but you choose to do certain things with this success. And one of them is you've been a huge sponsor for reaching higher with your time, with your employees, mentoring, um, but also with money. I mean, uh, I remember when you came into my office and said, hey, I want to give you $20,000. I never had that happen before as a principal. And just this year, you said, hey, I want this to keep going at Heartland Middle School. I want to give $25,000. Why? Why do you decide to do that? Why do you decide to invest in our community in Heartland Middle School with your success? So I was invited by Mark Hemmeyer to be a mentor for the first time and um, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was walking into. And he said, well, you're going to be a mentor. You're a business owner. You're going to be a mentor for these 25 kids. And these kids are picked for this reaching higher program. And I didn't know anything about it. (laughs) Right. And I sat in there and I cried and I laughed with those kids. And I thought, my God, like this program needs to happen everywhere. Mm. That's what it needs to happen, right? It's all about building better people, better humans, right? And that's our mantra at at my company. That's our mantra with with my organizations. 
is it, yeah, we do mechanical work and we do large commercial industrial stuff and we have all these other companies, but I want to build better humans, mm. right? And that's what I saw with Reaching Higher is like, we need to get these kids at a very pivotal age, very pivotal stage in their life where they're getting bombarded with everything and peer pressure and social media stuff. And I'm like, if you can just implore and, and, and pour into them the leadership principles that Reaching Higher does, and give them an opportunity, man, wow, how can we not support something like that? And so I took that back to my company and said, um, I want to I do this. And what spawned out of that, interestingly enough, um, that allowed us to do this a second time was I said um, to, <laughs> to my CFO, my accountant, I said, I want 5% of all the profits put into, um, into an account. And we're going to give it away. Is this the Mort's Moving Mountains Foundation? Exactly. Mm. And so we created that, and that was spawned from the initial investment in reaching higher. And I said, I want to, I want to be able to give more, and I want to be able to give more, um, give to multiple organizations, and I want the blessings that we have been given. Um, I want to be able to take five percent and and give that give that away. I think I know the answer to this, but I want everyone to hear it. Um, it goes back to what you said. Everyone wants to succeed, I think. But why did you choose not only monetarily, but you mentor and you also, I think you said to me once, you want all your employees to either be able to mentor or go through the adult class, somehow have this experience. Why did you decide to do that as well? It goes back to when I was talking about the homeless guy. Yeah. Yeah. And even with my employees, not that they're, none of them are homeless, but (laughs) <laughs> they, I wanted to know, I wanted to make sure that whether they were given the opportunity in their life to serve or not to serve, right, or to be impacted or not impacted or to be, some of them don't even think they're a mentor, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted them to have that opportunity to see that the same way I saw it, the same way I saw it that first time, mm-hmm. right, where I thought I had it all together and then I sat there mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't have anything together, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it happens so, to me every class. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wanted to give my employees that same feeling, right? I wanted to give my employees that same impact and and give them additional tools to make them better humans. So right? you're already answering, I think, the next part, which is you've given so much. What do you, as Craig Mort's owner of this these companies, what do you get out of it by having your employees and you participate in this as mentors. Again, I've already said it. I build better humans, right? Mm-hmm. I get better. Yeah. I get better humans. I get better. I get better employees. Yeah. I get better humans. I get better people. I get better husbands. I get better wives. I get better fathers. I get better. You know, I get better children. I get. I get the benefit of it, right? So selfishly, right? Um, we build better humans, and um, it's it's about pouring into people mm-hmm. as a, as opposed to pouring out of people, right? Someone once told me, and I like this, you have to think about it, but the most selfish thing you can do is help someone else. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I, I have found that to be true as yeah. well. Yeah. I wish everyone could see the huge heart that, that you have, Greg. Like when you're talking about your employees and you tear up, I mean, that's it's genuine. It's mm-hmm. sincere. It's, I think you're always looking for that opportunity and well, I really admire that. Because I know that I wouldn't be here where I'm at 
if it wasn't for all, all of them, right? Like I understand that I may be good and I may be a visionary and I may be this and I may be um, the leader, but I wouldn't be here with all of them, without all of them. Right. We wouldn't have the substantial growth that we would have without all of them. I mean, we have very strategic goals. We have um, very aggressive goals. I mean, we're looking for amongst our companies, 50% growth in the next 18 months. Like, I mean, right. For, for, for that to be put in place in this economy, right. Like you you have to do it with people, right. You just have to do it with people. And um, if you do it with the right people, it's not that difficult. Yeah. I have a feeling like some of these guys that I've met would crawl over broken glass for Mm -hmm. you, you know, because they know that I would do the same for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the key, right? And and that's where you look at that org chart, right? I'm at the bottom serving them. Yeah. You know, there's been guys come to me when their car breaks down. We take care of it. There's been guys come to me that want to buy a house and they don't have enough money. We help them, right? We mm-hmm. put together plans for them to do that. Like the, the, those kinds of things. I'll be visiting you soon with my old car, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> Listen, we had this little off off uh, off microphone conversation about you changing a headlight. And I, I just yeah, it's probably probably we, not. We that better good. move on. Uh, yeah, Troy, exactly. Take control. Here. Well, actually, I'm going to expand on that a little bit because Steve, one of the reasons why you're here is I I just admire the relationship that I've seen you two develop and have. Um, and uh, so, just talk about that a little bit more. How did you guys meet? You came in and mentored, and then you know, foster that relationship together. I, I, I tease. I mean, I, I love that guy. Um, but I, I tease him a lot because I, I look at it as a love hate relationship. Um, it's one of those <laughs> things. <laughs> wow. It's one of those things that, uh, I came and mentored and got, um, extremely emotional, came, went to the principal and he said, I have to raise money for this program. It's an outside privately funded program. Yep. And, uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give you the first endowment, um, $20,000 for the next five years. I want you to run two classes a year and, you know, and, and do that. And he said, man, I've never had anybody do that, but, uh, I'm going to retire next year. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what in the world? So it's no, in, in all seriousness, um, and before it, that it I is, had, I had your, Son and your daughter, both as students. You did. You did. Um, and so when I say it's love-hate, I mean, that's all in jokingly. I love him. Um, this program wouldn't be in Heartland Middle School without him. It wouldn't be in mm-hmm. Heartland Schools without him. Um, his leadership, um, his guidance, his humbleness, and his kindness is, um, is, is why it's such a success, right? And why wouldn't you jump on board with somebody that wants to steer a program like that? So, um, for me, it was easy, right? Um, you know, he's hard not to like, he's, um, speaks very candidly, speaks from the heart and, and he really cares about people. So uh, from that standpoint, we were equally yoked and it was just a matter of how can I help him? I would say you're also equally yoked where Steve is one of the few administrators who got in and taught and care about people. And I think about the upside down org chart that you just shared. And that's what he demonstrates in his role, not just with reaching higher, but I know as a principal, that's why you went in and, and taught. So I both, I see you both as action as coming in and mentoring and serving. And then after that, it's kind of like, what else do you need? What else can I do? So, um, I think you're both very kindred spirits from that regard. I'll take that as a big compliment. And before (laughs) Craig, I do. But before Craig, um, before you were 
mentoring, you're already coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I noticed when you were mentoring? You couldn't stop talking to the kids, putting your arms, you know, in a just giving them a shoulder to, to lean on. I mean, you were just you weren't the shy guy in the corner who didn't know what to do. You were like, I want to be with these kids. I want to be helping these guys and girls. And I was very impressed with that. It was just hands on, you know, and, uh, um, so we, we all want to be loved. Right. Hmm. And so in that, in that time, right. It's one of those basic human needs, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let me give you an opportunity because I know even beyond reaching higher. In fact, I'm not sure if we met, but I knew about you because of one of the other foundations or organizations that you, I think, created this one. Yeah. So I already knew some of this about you, but um, you're so generous. You're so giving. We've spent a lot of time on reaching higher. Tell us about some of the other things you do, maybe through Mort's Moving Mountains Foundation. But yeah. I, I also know you've been very passionate about the one you do to help disabled kids be able to hunt. So exactly. tell us a little bit exactly. about these so, other things. Yeah, Um over my career, I've started seven nonprofits, um, two of them nationally. Uh, one of them that's national is the Kicking Bear Foundation, and that is um, with world-renowned archer Ray Howell. And, and he runs around and he does um, these outdoor camps with um, disadvantaged youth. Um, and he introduces them to the world of archery. And then he talks to them about, um, you know, having a heavenly father and it's a overnight camp out with a giant bonfire. And, and I wrote, um, I met, uh, strangely enough, I met Ray at the North pole <laughs> and we were, we were not surprised we, we for were some reason, 42 <laughs> below zero and we're sleeping in an igloo. Mm. And he tells me about this vision on, he, he had hunted all over the world with a bow and I had hunted all over the world with a bow. And here we are at the North pole with bow and arrow <laughs> And, and we were hunting Arctic muskox, and he said, I want to I start these kids' camps where we take disadvantaged youth, kids from broken homes. And he was a, a kid that came through a foster care system, hmm. and he wanted to uh, start this program. And, and so I wrote the nonprofit for it, and Ray, oh, man, what a saint. Um, goes, he's in 21 states now, and wow. he reaches literally – tens of thousands of kids every year and introduces them to the sport of archery and introduces them to uh, the fact that they are um, they have a heavenly father mm-hmm. and um, it, it's it's just incredible he's been doing it now 20 years and I met him at the North Pole in 2001 something like that does he have a long white beard no kinda. No. <laughs> no we didn't we didn't take the we didn't take the reindeer we didn't do nothing like that Steve um, and so then um, in 2000, um, make a wish, uh, quit granting hunting and fishing wishes to children and because of uh, PC culture. And, and I, had a, I have a, a background in journalism. And so I started a letter writing campaign and, and writing senators and congressmen and things of that nature. And then I, I, I decided instead of me hunting all over the world, maybe I would take some of these kids. And so mm-hmm. I had some doctors and some social workers in, in the metro Detroit area. And I, and I reached out and I got four kids and I took them up and to a deer and deer ranch and, and I paid for everything myself. And then from there I started the foundation for hope organization. And, and that is a national, um, charity that, uh, I partnered with my best friend, Tony Semple, 
um, who played for the Detroit Lions for mm-hmm. 10 years. He was an offensive lineman in front of Barry Sanders. And uh, we put the National Football League Players Association behind it. And, you know, we do now we have our own 800-acre um, deer ranch up in Gaylord. And we do 20 to 40 kids a year. We've been wow. St. Louis with the Rams. We've been Brett Favre, Brett and Deanna Favre sponsor every kid that comes out of Wisconsin. We do mm-hmm. camps in PA with the Steelers. We've been to Miami with the Dolphins. We've been, we've been all over the country, right? And so... All of this couldn't have happened from just one guy, right? So there's inspiration, and I know that there's a Heavenly Father that has his hand over what, what, what I got going on. And to see those kids in that environment, um, the shooting of the deer is minuscule, mm. right? It's about putting four or five of these kids that have terminal illnesses or been diagnosed with life-challenging I mean, mm-hmm. horrific accidents, right? And 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 basically telling them there are no obstacles, right? Just because you're in that chair doesn't mean that you can't do this. Yeah. Right? Well, you invented and some things that we got did. rid of those obstacles. We did. Yeah. I was smiling because I was, I won't name the student, but I was picturing the face of one of my students yeah. that was able to go, and our, Rob Jellison, teacher, yeah. Yeah. gave him some time to go and. I remember seeing the picture, and it was just pure, unadulterated joy. Yeah. You know? And yeah. uh, so anyway. Because um, we take these kids, and all we do is love on them, right? Yeah. We take them. We love on them. We love on their parents. And, you know, the parents, like any of us, right? Your kid's been diagnosed with uh, a, a terrible disease, and, and you spend every waking moment on how to fix it, every yeah. every dollar and on how to how to fix it right and the last thing you think about is hey let's go on a vacation or let's go on a deer hunt right nobody thinks about that but it's 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 taking them out into the outdoors and that rejuvenation of spirit in the outdoors that's that's so important and i learned that early on right maybe a weekend of uh not focusing on your disability or what you can't do or, or put, whatever. Or putting them with four other kids with yeah. similar disabilities. Yeah. Now, now, now you're no longer disabled. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and, and even if they, even if they feel that way, don't treat them that way. Take them out and right. Wrestle with them, the ground with them, right. Play with, <laughs> play with them. Just things that people don't normally do. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Craig, I think about, uh, you give hope. Yeah, you're a hope giver is what you are. Um, And uh, I see that fits perfectly. I can understand why you flip the org chart upside down Um, and kind of going back to COVID. I'm going to go back to that a little bit. But reaching higher was at a point where it was dead. Susie Susie shared that. And you were one of the businessmen that was there when Susie brought and Steve and I joined the strategic team. And we started asking some powerful questions, too, with what if and why not? Why, 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 why not do a virtual class? And then you, along with Mark um, Haymeyer with Kennedy, it's kind of like, listen, I see my people, my employees that mentor be positively. Why not do an adult class exactly. and, and yeah. send all that in there? So now you've had some folks go through that. Some of your, your team talk to that as far as what you've seen out of, out of them why would an organization why should they have their team members take the adult class which is virtual they can take that anywhere yeah well it's and i alluded to it earlier is it's about building better humans right and yeah. and and selfishly if i can make better humans they make better employees right? right and if i pour into them 
right? I don't have employees that leave, right? We, it, it's funny because everybody says, well, how do you find labor and how do you find people? I have a stack of resumes on my desk, right? Like I don't have any problems with that because we pour into employees and the employees go tell their brothers and their sisters and their brother-in-laws and it, you got to work for this company, right? Yeah. And, and, and so it's interesting that, and and we even think outside the box. One of the things in, that that you know I got you you guys involved in was Grace Centers of Hope, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I had been volunteering at Grace Centers of Hope for years, and and my wife had been volunteering there, and the demographics of the men's group there. And I said, you know, where where do all these men go, right? And they said, well, eighty percent of them are skilled trades workers, or pipe fitters, and plumbers, and electricians, yeah. and carpenters. And I said, well those are the people I need. And they said, well, but you know, they're in a recovery program. So, right. Everybody needs a chance. Everybody's got to give an opportunity, right? We're going to follow your program, send them to me as an internship. And it's worked out phenomenal, right? We get people from them all the time and you've seen them, you've seen mentors come through. Um, I got reaching higher over there now and into the, into their recovery program. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just incredible how things can spread with just, good intentions right with a mantra of building better humans that's right? it right and and to do that what i love about that is you serve and again just that theme of giving people hope yeah whether it be kids that you don't know or whether it be giving them a an yeah. opportunity of work yeah i have an employee right now that came to us three years ago through grace mm-hmm. and twice a week he'll send me a text and <laughs> he'll just say hey boss Thanks for taking a chance on me. Yeah. Right. He's been with me three years. Great employee, loyal, love him, would do anything for him, um, helped him buy his first car. You know, all the things that, you know, we get the opportunity to do when we're 16, 17, 18 years old. He's 28. Right. And has made some poor choices, but nobody's nobody's there to to help. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you can do that, like, my God. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I love seeing the tears. You know, in reaching higher, we say it's a sign of strength <laughs> to be vulnerable. And I really believe that. And I think people need to understand. And I came, I, I came in here and said, I'm not going to cry. I think, <laughs> you know what? But there's nothing more emotional than knowing that you were part of changing someone's life. That's right. For the better. And, and that goes both ways, right? Yeah. It goes back to what I said. It's so, it's selfish. It's so great yeah. to be helping somebody, but you know, um, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up in a bit with this question, and we've answered a lot of this, but, you know, you're involved in so many things. And when I said it, uh, the graduation of Heartland Middle School, I said what I love about reaching higher, one of the things I love, it seems to bring everyone together. Mm. You got the kids, the school, the parents. Now you have a foundation, a community foundation, a business. You have business people and workers as mentors. You have this nonprofit. You have all this coming together for kids, you know. And in this day and age, you don't always see everyone coming together. That's right. I don't, you know. There's so much divisiveness, and we could argue about so many different things. And it's so seems like one thing everyone agrees on is we want to help our kids, you know. So I just wanted you to comment on that, and I know you because you have a big part of that coming together. What do you see the same thing that I'm seeing? I think that. Um, if we just love each other, we can come together, right? It's love is not black and white. It's not red and yellow. 
Um, if we just love one another, that's all there is to it, right? Um, and, and I truly, like I said earlier, I think that everybody gets up every day and wants to be successful. Yeah, right? I agree with you. And so if everybody gets up, if you know that, right, and, or you feel that way, now there may be one out of 100 that, that doesn't, right? Or, but if you know that out of people, then what do you got to do to foster that in people, right? What do you got to do to lead that in people? And if you recognize that and, 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 and build that, right, then it's easy, right? Give them an opportunity, right? Um, when we talk about our children, I raised two. I have a stepson. I'm not perfect, right? We make mistakes. And if you can teach our children um, differently, right, that you're going to make mistakes, that you're going to fail, it's okay, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to make bad choices. It's okay. Right. Like you gotta, I'm not saying that there's not accountability, but you, but you have, and responsibility, but it'll be okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And understand that we're all the same, like the CEO of Ford Motor Company and the CEO of CSM Mechanical, right. We're both broken. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, how what we do with that and how we channel that and 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 where we go from there you know um is is what makes us leaders what makes us the people that we are right um some choose not to do anything with it and some choose to to take it to the next level right yeah, you said something you said love one another and you said it's easy and it reminded me um something troy says a lot simple isn't always easy and but simple can also be so powerful. I mean, when you said that, I was thinking of faith for one thing, you know, love one another. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's hard, <laughs> you it, know, and it is simple and it's yeah. so powerful to live yeah. with that philosophy. Yeah, yeah isn't because it? we all get caught up in our day to day, yeah. right? We all get caught up and, and you get bombarded from every angle with the negativity, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Right. And so you just have to. You know, you have to figure out coping strategies to set that stuff aside. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's going to happen. It's going to happen every day. It's going to happen to everyone. What's your coping strategy? You just set that aside, right? Just set it aside and focus on what's, what's positive in your life, right? Where are you going? What do you want to do? What's your passion? Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Ask your employees those questions yeah. and see what that feedback is, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know ask my employees what they say, what, what the, what that feedback is. Right. I want my employees. That's what I want them to engage in. I want you to think about your future. I want you to know that there's vertical development. I want you to know, right. How to care for people. Maybe you were never taught how to care for people. Yep. I send them reaching higher and they come back and you, they're like, my God, do you I, think I you would care for, care for people. Yeah. Do you think you'd have the same mindset if you hadn't failed? You said you failed miserable. Yeah, three miserably, times. you know, and I think all of us have, but you're pretty candid about saying that. And do you think you'd have the same mindset if you hadn't failed? Because that's one thing we teach in Reaching Higher, that failure is not only, it's the important for success. The, big, the biggest thing I had to get over was my pride. Yeah. Yep. That was it. Yep. The biggest thing I had to get over was my pride. And, and once I achieved that, right, pride... Um, Pride is the burden of a foolish person, mm. right? And so once I got over that pride, um, 
it, yeah, it becomes, I relate to that so it, much. It becomes easier, <laughs> yeah. right? So everybody yeah. that you see, everybody that you talk to, everybody that's going through turmoil, they get stuck. You dig your heels in because you're proud, right? We're told as little kids, be proud, do your best, be proud, be proud, right? When you learn to get over your pride and realize that I'm broken, you're broken, I've failed, I am here where I'm at, because I failed and recognize that I'm, I'm here with the mindset that I have because I failed. (laughs) There's, I I wouldn't be here if I was born with a silver spoon, lived in the Greek islands, you know, (laughs) I mean, right. That's what I I was. I wouldn't have that mindset. Right. And, and so once I'm, I was able to get over my personal pride, um, and recognize that everybody's broken and that we all have failures. Some are worse than others. Some failures you don't come back from, right? Um, God forbid. But once you recognize that, that, that that's the case and you set that aside, um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't have anything to hide. Yeah. Craig, you connected a couple things. Um, first, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, Just from, yeah. a, from a business leader and in our community and just pouring back. But uh, you said a couple things that I really just want to reiterate for our listeners today. Yeah. And it's in regards to leadership and it's not just serving, but it's serving with care. Yeah. You demonstrated that today by the tears that actually came down, just talking about your people, your, your work family, basically as a result of that. And then I think about the power that you said, yes, when we have that failure, but then we have a choice, right? And you also mentioned the word choice within that. And that is why we're so aligned as far as reaching higher. And even as a business is because we believe passionately about those things. And if we, if we care and people are seen and, and we give them and, and make them aware that there's a choice within all of that. It's so powerful. Absolutely. Think about the first time your parents told you, you're going to fail. When was that? Not until your late teens, maybe, if ever. Yeah. Right? My parents never told me I was going to fail. <laughs> I failed miserably three That's times. That's why I, right? I was like, trying to think if they ever said that to me, and I, I exactly. couldn't remember one. So what if you went to these kids and said, hey, you're going to fail, and it's going to be okay. That's right. It's going to be okay. Then failure wouldn't, they wouldn't contemplate drugs and suicide and all the negative things that, right? Oh my God, I'm a failure. Oh my God, I dress different. Oh my God, I look different. Oh my God, I, you know, I I got an E on my test. I can't show anybody, right? Like, oh my God, I'm an outcast. It's, it's all right. And then in reaching high, you learn that every successful person has gone through this more times than you've even tried. Probably 100%. 100%. That's the path is failure. Yeah. Well, that's how we succeed, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think about that. I think about my own children. I never told them you're going to fail. You know when I told them they're going to fail? When they went to college, 19 years old. Mm. You're going to fail because your dad failed, right? But it'll be okay. You'll rebound. My daughter crushed it in three and a half. My son took five. It's okay. They're great. They're great humans, right? I have a they quote have a, that I use. They have a passion for philanthropy, Sorry. and they have a passion for, 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 the, for the people that we do. Both of them have been mentors in reaching higher. Logan's taken the adult class, right? Winter's a mentor now. So, yeah, I mean, 
Nobody ever tells us that when we're little. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just I'm so much relating to what you're saying. And uh, but when you're a young parent too, every yeah. little failure seems like the end of the world. And then hundred percent, you reach a certain point and you realize none of these. You know, <laughs> yeah. every single time this is the quote I was saying I use in class. Every single time your mind has told you you can't get through this, it's been wrong. Yeah, because yeah. here you are. Exactly, you've been through every hard thing in your whole life, and here you are. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and so if you tell somebody, you know, we all have those quotes. Um, what was it? Uh, Henry Ford that says, you know, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't. You're right. You're right. You're right, right. And but if you told a young person that said, hey, listen, you're going to fail, but believe you can. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't believe you can't just because of one failure. You're going to fail. Yeah. Right. It's OK. Believe you can. And that's what reaching higher does. Right. And that's what's so yeah. powerful to me. Right. Yeah. And it's at such the age where they're getting bombarded with everything, yeah. that's what they need to hear. I agree with right? you, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty Thank awesome. You. And I'm, you know, as long as I can take a breath on this earth, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. So you guys you guys are stuck with me. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> glad about that. It's great being stuck with you. And yeah. I can't think of a better way to close today's podcast just by, you know, the importance of failure. Yeah. And, and failing forward. And, no, no, uh, no, and it's okay. And absolutely. Fail fastest, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Steve, for uh, yeah. For thank you, here. Craig, so much. I've I've learned more about you in this podcast, honestly, and uh, I already knew a lot, but yeah, I really appreciate you more than you probably even know. And uh, you giving your not your money and your time, but like your whole heart, your heart to yeah. helping others. It's just something I admire a lot, and I just want to thank you. Yeah, we just yes. build better humans. That's it. <laughs> thank you for partnering with us and doing that. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and also grew from it. I tell you what, Craig really reminded me that leaders just look at obstacles differently. They actually look for the opportunity within the obstacle. I hope you're encouraged to do the same. I was also inspired by Craig's genuine emotion and care that he has for his team members, his employees. Craig is a great leader as he understands that leadership starts with care and connection first. Hey, I just want to thank again the Michigan Institute of Athletics and Reaching Higher mentor James Gray for producing and making this podcast possible. And if you were encouraged by the podcast, please help us reach others and especially our graduates by sharing it and liking it. And if you're a graduate, man, we would love to hear from you and learn more about your story of reaching higher or topics you may want to hear on the podcast. Also, if you feel like you're not quite reading, reaching your potential, maybe you're a little stuck, hey, remember we're reaching higher. If you're an adult now, we have adult classes, we can certainly help. You can connect with us by going to our website at www.reachinghigherinc.org. Again, that's www. Dot reachinghigherinc.org. And there you can check out how Reaching Higher can help you discover the leader within you. <laughs>